Peleg Top is a creative, high-growth mentor, a spiritual director, and an accomplished artist. Over the past 25 years, he has built and sold a design agency, spoken in front of thousands, and guided many creative leaders through his 100 Days of Creative High Growth program. He's passionate about spreading his message of love, creativity, and abundance to creatives and leaders in the creative world. And I am so thrilled to have Peleg on the show with us, and so you're going to want to stick around for today's episode. The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to Rat Race Reboot. I'm your host, Laura Noel. And as a certified coach and former 27-year military leader, each week I provide bite-sized mindset pivots that will help you reset your mind, reawaken your spirit, and regain your control. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode. I am so honored and thrilled to introduce Peleg Top to you all because we were just having a conversation. We probably could have talked all day long about this topic, but we're talking about the idea of being in a crossroads in your life, in your career, what that entails, what it feels like, how to get out of it. Um, but before we dive into that, I'd love to introduce you, Peleg. Thank you for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> Such a pleasure. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so we were just kind of Tip, uh, talking about the tip of the iceberg here about crossroads without yeah. really getting too deep into it. Um, but crossroads, the idea of a crossroads. I've experienced points in my life where I was at a crossroads where I really needed to make a decision and I couldn't have both feet <laughs> in one place and one in the other and be successful. Um, and I've experienced this as I transitioned from being in the military to being an entrepreneur and at various points within my life. And I know our listeners listening today, either they're in one or they've experienced one, particularly when we're thinking about as we bring the year to a close and we start to think about what do we want the next year to be like? What do we want to create so I'd love to hear your story and your journey about maybe your transition, how you got into helping people in this way, and maybe some of the crossroads that led you to this point. That's a lot of questions. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> let's see. Let's see where we can go with okay. this. With this, because it's a it's 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 a it's a long story that I I. Uh, um, and I, w- I don't want to get into too deep, but if if I look at what brought me here to where I'm in my life today and the work that I'm doing, it was a combination of of, of many things. It was a combination of an evolution from an artist, a commercial artist, a designer, an agency owner, someone who spent their 20s and 30s uh, all the way up to, to mid-40s um, in... Chasing, chasing the dream, chasing success, chasing all the things that I thought I needed to be happy. And I found myself at one point in a place where I achieved all those things, but I wasn't happy. There was something still missing and I couldn't tell what it was. And 
that was a crossroad uh, that I experienced where I call it an internal crossroad where I'm, I'm finding myself in a place where I know that I need to make a change, but I have this conflict inside of myself that tells me so many different things and brings me to a place of lack of clarity. It's not hard for me to actually choose where I want to keep going into. So those conflicts can be, can show up in our life at very different uh, uh, times. You know, it's not like we have one crossroad in life and, yeah. you know, we reinvent ourselves. I think we constantly reinvent and evolve as humans. And what we want to pay attention to is when we are in that crossroad, because there's ways that we can begin to identify that, oh, something's off. Something's off. I'm having a lot less energy in my life, mm -hmm. more sluggish, you know. I'm starting to feel that I'm feeling bored. Um, I'm, I'm lacking the enthusiasm and the stimulation that I once had from the work that I do in the world. I feel like I'm, I lost this connection with myself, with, with being able to trust myself in my decisions. And I feel kind of stuck. And I'm not quite sure what it is that I really want. And it's hard for me to make a decision. So I, I, I meet myself in this liminal space, the space in between, the, the space in between the familiar and the unknown. And for, for many of us, that's a really scary place to be. And we tend to be, we tend to get stuck in that space. I was stuck in that space for many years. You know, the last few years of my previous life, professional life anyway, as a um, uh, artist and a commercial artist, a designer, somebody who was very involved in creating art and, art and communication pieces for brands. Well, I found myself in this space of just not feeling satisfied with my life and not quite knowing what to do about it. And I really thought that, oh, I think I need therapy. I think I need to f uh, figure this thing out up here mm -hmm. in my logical brain because logically this, I shouldn't be feeling this way because look at my life. It's so successful and I've achieved all the things that I've always dreamed of. But there's something internal that I couldn't really put my finger on as, that was off. And that, that way of being, that what I call a spiritual crisis that I had, led me to begin to explore this question. This question, is a simple question of, who am I? Mm -hmm. who, who am I really, right? Because up until now, I have defined who I am by what I do. So my doing became my way of being in the world. That's all I knew. And when the doing stopped satisfying me, I, I had an identity crisis because who am I if I'm not this? And to get out of this crisis, what I didn't know that I needed to, to do is reconnect. Reconnect with my heart, reconnect with my soul, reconnect with the essence of who I am that in a way kind of got lost through the years because the image and the ego and all the achievements um, took over and began to lead the way of how I experienced myself in the world. This, this place of crossroad was my, my beginning of my spiritual path who, that brought me to where I am today. But what I've noticed along the way is 
so many people who came to me for guidance and support around issues that have nothing to do <laughs> with the work that we ended up doing. Generally, they came through the business and professional door. Mostly entrepreneur that I worked with in the creative, creative world. People who believe that they need business coaching and business support to get their business alive again and to achieve the, the, the goals that they set for themselves. And I very quickly realized that so many of these folks had, there was a common theme here, they had so many things in common. All of them were at a crossroad and they weren't really willing to admit it for themselves. Yeah. So the work almost evolved into that. And I really do believe that um, our, our path prepares us for our purpose. Yes. Little did I know that my own path, my own crisis, all the work that I did on myself, all the teachers and coaches and seminars and all the 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 energy and time and money that I've invested in myself, in my own growth, will be exactly why I'm here, will be exactly how I'm meant to serve the world. And it took a few years of continuously staying in that business coaching mode with people because for me that felt safe because I thought, oh, that's what people really want. So I kept my business around that business coaching idea. But the work asked to move to a different place. The work asked to go deeper into the area of emotions and soul and heart. And at one point, it was a moment of surrender for me of saying, clearly this is, this is what keeps showing up. So I'm going to surrender to it and allow the work to continue and embrace the fact that my own experience in going through a dark night of the soul, my own experience of being in this crossroad in my life and guiding people through their own crossroads is the most natural way of me to show up in the world. The way I can serve humanity is guiding people in that space of transition. So I created a program that actually helps people um, get in touch with themselves again, get in touch with their heart, get in touch with their soul, get in touch with their essence. And that's what creative high growth is all about. That's that's a short, long answer to a short question. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's beautiful. And you know, what I'm, I'm hearing in there is because I've, Felt exactly. I, you're telling your story, and I see myself in that story, and and I can identify with that. Um, reaching a high level of success in the career, and then having this sense of guilt because logically I should have been happy, and I wasn't fulfilled anymore. And but what I'm hearing from you and through your story is, you ask the question. Who am I? <laughs> Why am I here? What is my purpose? How can I serve? And a lot of us, because I was in that crossroads space for many years, because I didn't even ask the question. I wasn't even curious. I was trying to fit kind of a, a square peg in a round hole and, and make myself happy. What's wrong with me? Um, and so you were... You asked the question, but you were open to receiving the answer. And you were listening and you were following that curiosity, which, you know, a, a lot of this, 
that trust in yourself that you developed, that trust in your, that intuition or that, that guidance from within, you developed that and it, it blossomed and led you where you're, you are today, which is a beautiful thing. I needed to develop my intuition to get there. Mm-hmm. When I initially met myself in that uh, space of personal crisis, identity crisis, where who I know myself to be wasn't really who I felt I was. Um, I thought I felt like I needed to. I was a problem that needed to be solved. Mm. You know, I needed to get the answer to to what I should be doing next. And I kept looking for things to like, you know, turn me on. Maybe I'm interested in this. Maybe I'm interested in that. I kept looking outside of myself. Yeah. And um, you know, honestly, the 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 path really started for me at, at my the first session that I had with the first spiritual director, the spiritual teacher that I ever worked with, who asked me a question that nobody has ever asked me before. And the question was, who are you? <laughs> and I began to answer that question with all the roles that I've played in my life at the time. You know, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a son, I'm a lover, I'm a designer, I'm a this, I'm a that, all, all the hats that I was wearing. And they said, okay, now tell me, who are you really? And that question stopped me in my tracks because I realized that I never really asked myself that question. And that question, the really part, means who are you underneath all those roles? Who are you behind the scenes? Who are you when you're just with you? Who who do you know yourself to be? I had a hard time answering that question. Yeah. But that was also the opening. That was the opening and the invitation to go inward, to do the inner work that I needed to do, that I knew I needed to do for decades. These are things that I've carried like rocks in a backpack on my back for many, many years, just getting used to carrying this backpack. (laughs) Yeah. And it wasn't until I realized, oh, wait a minute, I can actually put this backpack down and begin to remove these heavy rocks out of it so I don't have to carry the stuff in my life anymore. Oh, I wonder who I would be if that wasn't happening. Right? Mm-hmm. So it, re- it requires us to do the inner work in order for us to really figure out what's next for us, for us to, to transition through this crossroad. The, the thing that, m- that many of us lack is a strong spiritual practice that will keep us uh, strong and awake and aware to go through whatever process that we're going through without crashing. Because if we don't have that spiritual foundation, a practice that helps us connect to ourselves and our essence on a regular basis, no matter what is happening in our lives, right? It's going to be even scarier when we meet ourselves at a crossroad. And sometimes crossroads happen without us planning them. You know, all of a sudden I get laid off of my career or all of a sudden I experience death or divorce or whatever it is that, that makes me stop in my tracks and go, okay, um, where am I going next? You know? mm-hmm. So the, the, the work that, that uh, the creative high growth process does with people when they come into it is, 
it first wakes them up to who they are and it teaches them foundational practices of practicing the three pillars that I always relate to, which are self-love, gratitude, and creative expression. Practicing those in our life on a regular basis keeps us aligned, keeps us aligned to who we are, reminds us of who we are. So when a crisis does happen, when a crossroads all of a sudden shows itself up, we we have this, this inner strength that we can tap into that will help us navigate through the process without the anxiety and without the fear because we're connected to something so much more powerful in our life, in our everyday life. Yeah, and I would even add it connects us with clarity because when we're not connected to ourselves and really in in the habit of some sort of spiritual practice where we're remembering who we are, where we're connecting, when all of these things that are external to us are happening, you know, and I've been there too, looking for the joy and the fulfillment outside of myself and wondering why is this not working? Well, because it's inside. But even the, you know, the, the clarity and the focus and just the knowing what step should I take next, even in, even in smaller things, there's nothing that's big or small, but even in the context of a decision, what next step should I take here? If we're not thinking, and I love a Bob Proctor would say mental activity does not constitute thinking when we're being guided and driven by all these things outside of ourselves, we're reacting, we're not thinking, but we're more equipped and more able to respond effectively when we tap in and we get reconnected and put ourselves first before engaging in these other things. You said something really potent here that I want to tease out and that idea of clarity, mm-hmm. because that's really the, one of the main things people come to coaching for. Yep. or any kind of, they, they, we need clarity, right? We need to be clear. And and think about times in your life, Laura, where you were clear about something, right? Yeah. Why were you clear about something? You're, you have clarity during the day around many, many, many things, right? Every choice that you make has some level of clarity around it, whether you're conscious to it or not. But begin to see and pay attention to the choices that you're making, the decisions that you're making on a regular basis, and what that clarity feels like. Right? Like when you're when we're clear about something, there's this inner knowing, right? Yeah. Everything outside us could say something different, but there's something inside of us that's so strong and so embedded cemented in our being that we're just clear. We know, right? That clarity is not going to come from anywhere outside. We can go and read the books and hire consultants and and coaches and think that the answer is outside of ourselves, but it's not. Clarity comes from within, from inside. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not clear about something, the, the next question I want to ask myself is, what part of myself am I not connected to? Like what's what what fallen asleep that I need to wake up? So I go, I go deeper into my practice, to connect to myself, to listen to that inner voice, what it's really trying to tell me, the inner voice that most of us, most of the time, don't listen to and shut down. Yeah. 
you know, if I can really have the ability, the access to that inner guidance, and I will trust it. We have that guidance, we have that voice, but most of us don't trust it because fear, you know, fear kicks in. Yeah. But if I'm very, very connected to that voice, if I'm connected to that part of myself, that that mystery of who I am, and I learn to trust it, I'll be clear. I'll be clear as far as what I need to be to do and who I need to be and how I need to move through any situation that I need that that I face in my life. So it all goes back in. All goes back in. Yeah, you know, this was getting me thinking about when I started really getting deeper into meditation. And I'm not saying that everybody has to meditate for hours and hours on an end. I just went to a meditation um, seminar. It was a week long, and we were doing really extended um, events, sometimes four hours or getting up really early in the morning. And um, I'm still in my doctoral program, and I was taking... I think nine credits. Most people take six. I was taking nine. I was running my business, you know, (laughs) doing all of the things. And I was telling all of my instructors or professors, yeah, I'm not going to be around this week. So I won't, you know, I don't know if I'll be on the discussion boards. Yeah, I know I have assignments due, but I'm going to this thing. And you would think that I would be stressed coming back trying to, you know, accomplish all these things that I missed and make up for lost time. But I've got to tell you, when I came back, I was more focused and relaxed with all of the work that I needed to accomplish. And I got it done in a couple of hours versus, you know, work will fill the time and space allotted, that kind of mentality. I was much more laser focused and deliberate. It was almost as if I knew what to focus on and where the salient points of some of the research were that I needed to focus on. I was, and it's, it's a hard pill to swallow and I know this stuff, right? I, but I'm a, you know, an overachiever and I was always in the grind before. And this is the thing that I, I also try to teach people is, you know, yeah, you want all these tools, you want these time management tools and these, you know, project management tools, but okay. But before we even get into any of that, what's your relationship with time now? Let's take a look and then let's figure out, let's have a goal. What do you want it to be? What does it look, smell, taste, touch, and feel like? Um, And that time is well spent connecting with, with yourself, you know? And that's ultimately what I believe the greatest, one of the greatest benefits of having a meditation practice. Oh, oh, even though the, the word meditation can be intimidating to many. Yeah. I, I I believe that most people don't really understand what meditation is. I mean, we see what it looks like. We see people sitting there with their eyes closed and, mm-hmm. you know, just doing bre- breathing exercises or whatever it is. But ultimately, me- meditation, which I don't like to use that word because mm-hmm. it puts a lot of pressure. Am I doing it right? Yeah. You know, that that kicks in. I call it realignment. I like that. So three minutes of realignment, a couple times a day, right? I mean, sometimes I, I, I would meet with a with a client in a session and they're coming into the session all frazzled and ready to go. And there's so many things going on. And, and I can just feel energetically how 
they're just disconnected from themselves because they're all up in their head. I would invite them to realign for three minutes. Hey, can we just, before we begin, just take a few minutes, I'll play a piece of music, some something that will help you just realign with yourself so that you can catch your breath, allow all the scattered throt, the thoughts to calm down for a bit, and let the true, the true, uh, the true question that you are in today rise to the surface versus a question around solving a problem that you're dealing with right now. Yeah. So those realignment moments are there for us to experience at any given time. Like even before we did this, 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 this interview, I sit with myself for five minutes just to realign, just to come back to home, come back to myself, connect, connect to who I am, and it's kind of like plug my ba battery back. So yeah. I, I have the energy, the, the power to perform, to mm -hmm. perform in my life, right? Because life is kind of a performance. We're performing all day, right? And I'm not talking performing on stage. I'm talking from a place of how am I performing in life, you know? Yeah. I, it, you know, it doesn't take a lot of time. And it's interesting because my previous episodes, the first year, every single episode of Rat Race Reboot, I would end with three minutes um, of taking inspired action and just sitting and connecting. So I just, Beautiful. we're so aligned. We're aligned. <laughs> I love this. But it's, it, it doesn't have to take long. It's just, you're thinking, well, wait, I'm, I feel like I'm being pulled in this direction by something else. Let me get yeah. back to home base. And All it takes, Laura, is really a commitment to self. Yep. Yeah. It's just a yeah. commitment to self. And what that what does that mean? Yeah. Because we, we it's it's we're very used to making commitments to others. You know, we we live in integrity, we show up, we perform, we deliver. Uh we we've practiced that really well. But most of us have a really hard time committing to ourselves. Yeah. Making promises and keeping them. To ourselves yeah. and ultimately i think that is the the greatest skill that we can develop it is a skill that will ultimately ultimately will improve everything in our lives all the goals and dreams and things that we want to accomplish and create in our lives will will be much easier to manifest if the commitments and the promises I keep to myself, commitments that support and promote my well-being, mm -hmm. my, my physical well-being, my mental well-being, my creative well-being, my spiritual well-being. Right? If, if I hold those commitments as the most sacred thing in my life, chances are I'll, I'll be pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. I can navigate through life in a, you know, I, I, I can be the one who's floating on the river, not the one who is pushing the water forward. Yes. Uh, and, you know, we've been conditioned to believe that, I mean, even in my career, it's service before self. But if your yes. cup is half full what you're giving people are scraps and then you have nothing left. But if you like my morning practice, my morning rituals are non-negotiable. 
I have to put on my oxygen mask before I help yes, others. And I'm absolutely. hoping that the more people hear this from different people, the more they'll, you know, it'll sink in and they'll, they'll get it. Yeah. Um, but there's so much of this ideology out there that is the antithesis of that. And yeah. actually, a, a friend of mine, a former colleague of mine, posted and was also saying the same message that we're sharing here today is she was talking about self-care, putting self first. And she is a hard charger, just a phenomenal human being and leader. And somebody said, you're selfish. And she posted the, just the comment just so people would see this is an ideology that people have out there, but it's okay for them to have that, that mindset. It's for them to you know, learn and grow and develop, but we should not allow that mindset to influence us if we know um, that putting ourselves first helps us serve others in a greater capacity and, and helps us create a bigger impact in our families, yeah. in our lives, with our friends, yeah. in the world for that matter, when yeah. we take care of ourselves. You know, it's easier said than done yeah. to put myself first. And from my experience of guiding people through this process, what first needed to be um, healed is the, the wounds that we carry that, that are holding us back from really loving ourselves. Because for me to take care of myself I need to love myself. Yeah. Right? Think about you, the things that we care for is the things that we love. So if I'm not caring well enough for myself, clearly I, I need to look at the way I love myself. Why is it hard for me to love myself? Okay, that's a really good question. Let's go from there, from that place. Let's first figure out how to how to shift you from a place of self-loathing and self-judgment to a place of self-acceptance and self-love so that you will want to have these practices and not feel like you have to have these practices. Yeah. See, I have these practices in my life because I want them, not because I feel like I have to have them. Yeah. I want them because they are, they are the fuel that activates love in me. It's the fuel that keeps me aligned. So why would I not want to have these practices? Because I know what happens when I don't. Yeah. I yeah. fall asleep to myself, which is what happens to all of us, and you know, you've been there before, Laura. Yes. You've gone to an amazing workshop, an amazing conference, a retreat. You did a program that, by the end of it, you felt so high and aligned and ready and powerful. And you're like, "I'm gonna go out there into the world, and I'm gonna implement all the things that I've, I've learned." And what happens in reality? Yeah, it's our habits would just take over. Yeah, we fall yeah. asleep. Mm -hmm. We fall asleep. Yep. Right. So having these habits, these these practices is what I focus my work on, is teaching people, giving them the tools that activate love in every part of their life and taking 100 days in a row when we are actively working on, act on practicing those tools. By the end of that process, there is a momentum there in place mm -hmm. that is up to you to continue or not. And if we continue to practice the tools, get back to alignment with ourselves, keep that love part of us active. Yeah, we're good to go. You know? Yeah. So ultimately, it's about our commitment to ourselves and our well-being. And 
as you know, sometimes keeping a commitment is not an easy thing. You know, there's there's days that I do not want to, you know, get on the treadmill or um, meditate or do the things that I know are good for me. But the habit of just getting myself on there and start work, walking and just start, that's embedded in me. So it's it's yeah. stronger than that voice that's telling me, eh, sleep in, ah, who cares, who, what's, what, why bother, you know? Right. Oh, and it, I, so what it sounds like, you know, if people are listening and first and foremost, I highly encourage everyone listening today to go to Peleg's website and the, that I'll be in the show notes and connect yeah. with him. Um, but it sounds like really in order to move through a crossroads, one, you have to get connected with yourself again. And enable in, in order for you to even do that and start, you have to understand, you know, why am I not doing that? How am I loving myself currently? Do I love myself? What does that look like? And then you're getting into a habit and a pattern to where this, this is something you want to do for yourself. And you start to yeah connect deeper and you start to hear your intuition and you start to learn to trust it and then you follow those nudges and that helps you move through those crossroads so that you can make better decisions that are not being driven by external circumstances but are being guided by your highest self. I love how you recap that. (laughs) Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. Oh, thank well done. you. Wow. You, you got it all in there. Wow. I'm impressed. <laughs> yes. In a nutshell, that's that's yeah. that's it. That's the big idea. Yeah. yeah. So um are there I know you have a what your website on the uh the show notes. We'll have that there. What's yeah. the best way for people to get in contact with you? How would they start on this journey with you? If uh, you go to my website, creativehighgrowth.com, mm-hmm. you can download a uh, recorded mentoring session with me. It's an introduction to Creative High Growth. Um, the Creative High Growth process is delivered as an audio program. It's a live audio program. It's something that I'm really proud of uh, uh, inventing, of creating. It's a new way of doing this inner work. The first session, the introduction is on my website. It's free. You can download it, put a pair of headsets on, get a journal book and a few art supplies and go on this journey with me. It's an hour long session. You know, it's it's not something that is um, just easily digestible because my my this work is so important that if you do download the session and if you do have this this calling inside of you to step into that space of getting to know who you are in a much deeper way. Well, here's a first step. Here's something for you to try out because ultimately uh, going through this introduction session will, will give you a few new insights about who you are that you may have not had before we spent that time together. So that will be the first step. And if that introductory session uh, feels like, something has opened in you, well, you know how to reach me. We can continue the conversation there and see if you are ready to uh, dive in to the deep part of the pool and dive in to the depth of who you are, to that abyss part of yourself and 
light up that spark again. Activate that part of yourself that maybe have fallen asleep. And I promise that I promise you that that will happen because that, that's what that's what happens. <laughs> that's why I continue witness witnessing in, in in people who go through this process. So that's the best way to really experience this work. And I I, I invite you to try it out. All right. I encourage everyone to do that. I'm going to do it. So join me and do this. Go right. on the show notes. I was hoping you'd say that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, again, I want to thank you so much for just having this conversation, this dialogue with me and just giving so much value and wisdom to our listeners out there. Um, before we close, though, is there anything else that we didn't cover that you'd like to share with our audience? Wow. I think we shared so much yeah. already. But there's one idea that um, that I'd like to leave people with to think about. And I want to tell people that, and for you who's listening right now, I want you to know that you are loved. Like we, we, we don't know each other. You're just hearing my voice for the first time. And I'm telling you that you are loved. How does that land? How does that resonate? What does that bring up in you? Who does that make you think about? Does it activate love in you? Does it activate judgment? You are loved. And, and I hope that you take that idea and use it as a seed to begin to nurture. Because when you feel that, you, when we really feel that we are loved and it's not conditioned on people outside of ourselves, that we really feel like, oh, I am loved. That's a beautiful place to get to. You know, to, get to. So... It's a reminder for you that you are loved. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. You. Yeah. And Cheers. For those of you listening, remember, um, you can always go to ratracereboot.com, download the latest episodes, and also um, download the three-minute meditations. They are there for you to listen to, to start your day, to reset, refocus. Um, and we'll up to eight. Uh, I can't talk now. Ah, we're at the end of our episode. And I'm losing my voice. <laughs> we'll update those periodically. So download them, enjoy them, use them to your benefit. And remember, we'll see you next week. And everything is created twice, first in your mind and then in physical form. We'll see you next week. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.